G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here at mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. The music of Christian bringing us into the start of the show. As I say, g'day to my co-hosts, Walshie and Lyle. Hello, boys. It's a very good day, Tony. Very good day to you too, Walshie. Hello, Lyle. How's it going, mate? You doing well? Uh, Marvellous, thank you. Yep, still in lockdown as we all are and... Yep. Another couple of weeks of this, so just hanging in there. Hanging You're in there. You're being a couple of weeks, you reckon? Yeah, it could be a bit longer. I took a mental health day from work today to just to um, get myself when you it. When you take a mental health day, is that for your mental health or for your colleagues who don't have to put up with you for the day? Hey, if we're, it's, it's a positive all around, that's how we take it. It doesn't matter where you get the positives from these days. They're few and far between. You take them where you can get them. Did I read that you've grown a mullet? Uh, read. I'm not sure what tabloids writing this. You, you guys on Facebook. See. No, I can't uh, see anything. There's no mullet uh, there, is there? It doesn't look like there is. It's a little bit. Hang on, now I've got to take my. That's more yeah, of a Dustin Martin hairstyle. Hair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my wife's been cutting mm. my hair because I can't go to the uh the barber. She mm. already cut your hair. She used to put a bowl on it and just cut around it. Well, I thought that was the joke because I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've paid for a haircut in about 15 years. And I tell you what, if you want to see some of Australia's best haircuts in wrestling, then the best place to go would be the Australian Wrestling Network because there would be mullets galore from uh, some of the shows back in the uh, early 2000s and the late 90s and the like. And uh, you can catch them all there and much, much more. I reckon there'll be a fair few shows on, and you'll have to check it out and let me know, but there'll be a fair few shows on there that every single person's either bald or got a mullet. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Everyone has a mullet or wish they could grow one. Definitely. Yeah. Or both. Some people are bald and have the skullet, so they're bald, but they've yeah. got the mullet. Hulk Hogan style. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Tony, when you ran uh, your uh, promotion? Did you have the mullet back in the day? No, no, no. No, I never had. I don't think I've ever had a mullet. No. No, I had like you an 80s, an 80s bouffant. You had, a, you you had an afro, didn't you? Yeah, I had a bit of an afro. Perm? No, no, it was natural. When I hit thirty, when I hit puberty, my hair just went chum. I had short and curlies and long and curlies. They were everywhere. Everywhere, literally. I played <laughs> footy with you, so I know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, good episode last week. I've had some good feedback on uh, who do we have? Gore. That's right. Gore, who uh, didn't hold back. It's fair to say, well, especially on me. Prisoners. Well, you keep show up to a Zoom class once in a while, mate. He'd probably take it easy on you. Not, I'm not showing up to Zoom class after the way you let me have it. <laughs> have we received any uh, cease and desist letters from uh, Underworld Wrestling or anyone like that? Uh, I got a phone call from someone from Underworld Wrestling, but thankfully they hadn't listened to the podcast, so they were nice there. Thank God. <laughs> I was right. worried when the phone started ringing because no one ever rings. No, no not exactly. these days. No, But yeah, he's, he's, he's an open book if he's nothing else, that's for sure. There he is. Hey, guys, time to get into our first interview and our 
only interview for the week. Actually, we only always have one. Uh, it's a special one, though. It's a guy who announced his retirement from wrestling earlier on in the week to the surprise of everyone, but uh, injuries have unfortunately crueled his career. Before we actually go to Jet Ruka to say day and have a chat, we went out there and sourced some uh, nice words from some ugly people. No, I'm joking. They're very lovely people for doing it for us. And this is what the wrestling community thinks of Jet Ruka. Hey, mate, just wanted to say thank you very much for all the work that you did for us over the years. Um, thank you for being a positive influence both on shows and behind the scenes and hope that you succeed in whatever path you continue to take from here. I know you will. Cheers. This is the J-Stick, J-X-T, and I want to wish Jet Ruka all the best in his retirement. I say that only Marks retire from local independent wrestling and that you can never truly retire from the business. And with Jet, I actually hope that's true. And I hope that, you know, he can have a nice recovery and we don't lose him to the business and he's always around in one way, shape or form and we see him around. But um, to Jet Ruka, one of the good brothers, one of the good ones, all the best, brother. Uh, it's the smasher Joel Bateman here. Wanted to give, I don't know, I guess a shout out or thanks to Jet Ruka. He's one of the most talented people in the wrestling business, one of the best people outside of the wrestling business. Um, it sucks that he's got to hang him up, but hopefully this is not a uh, so long farewell. This is a to be continued. So hopefully we get to see him in the ring one day, but um, he's incredibly talented and I know he's going to kick ass at whatever he does next. Hello, Jet. Happy retirement. I hope you can have fun pursuing your teaching days and you can teach the kids to go for a better basketball team than you do. And I want to say thank you as well for having one of my fondest moments in wrestling with me, my MCW debut. All the best, mate. Hey, Jet, it's Tyson Baxter. Um, I know I could just walk to your bedroom and tell you this in person, but through a podcast is also fun as well. Uh, it's a tragedy to see so much untapped potential go to waste so early, but you have to look out for your best interests and your health is your number one priority. So best of luck in anything that you venture out to do and you know that I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Love you, bro. It was quite shocking to hear the news and I think to some extent, you know, there, there's a natural sense of disappointment that Perhaps we didn't get to see the full potential of Jet realised within the realms of professional wrestling. But, you know, this this is quite a positive story that so many in our industry struggle to put their physical and mental health first. And Jet has suffered through a lot of really tough injuries over the last few years. And it's a full credit to him as a human being to be able to make this tough choice. And I have no doubt that, you know, whatever he chooses to do next, that his good nature and his uh, hard-working attitude are going to carry him to success. Hey, Jet. Todd Eastman here. Just wanted to wish you all the best on your retirement, mate. Um, pleasure working with you when I did. One of the, the true gentlemen of the sport. And I just want you to know that 
But retirement is not the end of the road, it's the beginning of an open highway and I wish you all the best. And um, really, if I could give you this advice as, a, as an older guy, I'd say, you know that they say all men are created equal. If you look at me, and you look at Samoa Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally, if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you've got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you've got a 25% chance of best. Anyway, I think you know what I mean. All the best. Have a good one. Hey, Jet. Really sorry to hear the news about the way that your career has gone. But I just wanted to say uh, I'm very grateful that I got to be a part of your journey, especially very early on. I remember when you were still just uh, a pleb security at MCW, and I smashed you with a dive at Essendon. Thank you for catching my butt with your head. Uh, and thank you for taking a lot of thunderous chops and kicks from me in your debut in Thornbury. I like to think that we're the Eagles met, made Jet Ruka, uh, but no, the real answer is you make yourself and you got to make yourself whatever you want to be going forward. We're all still here backing you no matter what you do. And I just wanted to send you my love and gratitude for letting me be part of the journey that you did have in professional wrestling. Love you, mate, and all the best. Guys, it makes me cry, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying so hard to like hold it in right now. Um, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You should have warned me for this. I could have had like tissues <laughs> on the side or whatnot. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone who um, put their hand forward and did something like that. Um, Tyson definitely could have said something to me in person, but you know, uh, it's good. It's nice to hear anyway, and I really appreciate it. Definitely be a couple of teas tonight. I reckon I've had plenty of teas this week already, but that's I guess it's starting again now. Yeah, um, everyone we asked if they wanted to say something said yes and sent something in. So, and we've got people from all around the country who contributed to that, um, and some of the biggest names in Australian wrestling. What, is, what what does it mean to hear how well you're respected, not only in the ring but for who you are outside of the ring? It's it's amazing. Like I, I've always gone into wrestling just wanting to be like you know, just a good person. Like you hear about a lot of people kind of get like shunned out of a promotion or like pushed out of a, um, even the whole industry just for like, just being a dick. Do you know what I mean? And I never tried to be someone I'm not. I just went out there and stuck to myself. Um, I'm very stubborn when it comes to that. A lot of promoters probably know this. I don't like being walked over. Uh, I don't like being just used because I'm, you know athletic and whatnot like i kind of just want to make sure we're all on the same page and stuff like that so i never went out there to piss anyone off as myself and the fact that i was able to obviously i have such an impact on people's lives and the fact that they obviously enjoyed my company and think that i'm a good person um it's obviously a big credit to my parents for raising me do you know what i mean like it's all things that they've taught me and ideals that i've brought up my entire life and you know taken with me so and for everyone who's had you know, had something nice to say about me, I really appreciate it. And um, whatever I can do for you guys as well, please never feel you never feel like you can't hit me up for anything. Uh, and I really appreciate it. I'm trying. Sorry, I'm trying not to cry. Um, sorry. I <laughs> know oh, we want you to cry because it's a better episode for us. Don't hold back. But it, well, she's right. I mean, it, you've only had a. a comparatively short time in the uh, in the business haven't you compared to to others and you've achieved a fair bit in that time have you achieved more than what you thought you would for the period of time you've been in 
it, it's so funny when I first started, like I went to training. I'm like, Oh, I you know. Like if at max, I'll get like maybe 12 matches a year, you know what I mean? NAW put on 12 shows a year. Like I'll get 12 matches a year. And then 2018, I had like 68 matches. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, that's more, that's more matches than weekends per year. So um, I think that obviously shows me that people had faith in me to book me on their shows. Um, even at a young age um, with relatively little experience. So in less than two years in, um, I was flying off to, to Perth for EPW to wrestle alongside Damien Slater, Davis Storm, and all those people over there. Uh, and the fact that Jay, and, um, Jay from the Academy had faith in, faith in us to send us over there with two years experience as well, um, just shows that the hard work that I put in was actually rewarded every now and again. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, when I look back on it now and I look at all my matches and I can remember each and every single one of them like it was yesterday, do you know what I mean? Like not a single match is like, oh, what happened there? Or like, what happened here again? Um, each and every one of them was special to me. And regardless of titles or, you know, storylines, which I, you guys would have read in my um, retirement statement, that was something I really wanted to work towards this year, which I never got, you know, got to do. Regardless of that, I still had a great time in wrestling and like, I feel like I achieved much more and learned a lot about myself and what I'm capable of when it comes to um, adversity. Speaking of the retirement statement, one, how hard was that to write? And <laughs> how hard was it, was it to actually click send to send it out on the socials? Um, I, I left the surgeon's office and on the way home, I was drafting the thing in my head because I just, I knew that was it. Like I was, I was done. Uh, he told me that, you know, the repercussions of the surgery and what was going to happen. And it's like, he never physically told me like, Hey, you need to stop this. But it was a very, he was very much suggesting that in a, like in a non-direct way, but I knew it from this like straight away anyway. Um, so drafting the message was, it was from the heart. So it was quite easy. Um, I never wanted to drag anyone down you know some obviously people step on your toes with any business doesn't matter what what it is i mean i've worked in retail and i've hated my co-workers but it, at work do you know what i mean it's not about like outside of that do you know what i mean so i get a lot of times people step on your toes in wrestling and it's like you can't judge them for that outside of it so i didn't want it to be like a personal like attack at anyone i wanted it to be a celebration and like a just a highlight of what i thought about the industry about myself and how i related to it and how it related to me and made me a better person so drafting it came quite naturally. Um, typing it up, it was fine. Um, before I clicked send, I sent it to my mum just to proofread because I'm, I'm like that. And like I did this with a lot of my assignments for uni as well, um, get people to proofread it. Um, and as I sent it through to her, she called me and she's bawling her eyes out. And like, then I start crying and then I left it for about half an hour and I'm okay. I posted it, I read through it. And when it came to like the thank you dot points at the end where I was just reading through those, I just broke down again. Um, just lots of, lots of crying. Um, I walked up to our new housemate, Thomas, and I just said to him, hey man, I'm just going to be in my room. Like, just leave me be for a little bit, please. Like, I'm just going to do whatever I can. Um, and then as the messages and the, the retweets and everything came through and um, the sharing on Facebook and wh whatever, like it just just when you think it's over people message you again people you haven't spoken to in years and they bring up memories you forgot about and um it was it was probably one of the the toughest not days of my entire life but um every message that i got was like empowering like it felt really good to have that effect on people and um 
yeah, I don't know. Um, it was yeah. Every message was just something new to me, and people, you know, sometimes I forget about things, and people message me about it, and um, I loved every single moment. And I'm so glad I put it out there, and I'm so glad people responded to it well and positively. Um, I didn't want it to be a show off to try and get retweets or anything. It was just there to say that this is it. This is done. You know, it might be the last post on my page ever. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's out there now. People can read it as many times as they want. I've read it multiple times um, over and over again because it was a, a final statement that I feel like really um, reflected and told my story well. For those out there that don't know, mate, can you just fill us in with what has happened in this latest surgery that you've had to cause you to, to pull an end to your career? Because you've had a couple of surgeries before but have come back from them. Why is this the, the final nail? Um, this one affects my life outside of wrestling more than any, um, with my neck injury, fair enough. Like I could have, you know, been paralyzed, whatever, but I wasn't, I was lucky with that. This one in particular, if I don't take rehab or the future seriously, I could stop me from having any type of career where I would have to write or, you know, small, like, um, just any type of, like, I can't lift anything if, if I mess up my hand. Um, I'm going to lose almost all range of motion in my, my fifth finger, my, my pinky on my left hand, which is my dominant hand. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm obviously aspiring to be a teacher one day and to hold a pen on my left hand without my pinky is virtually impossible. Um, the last couple of days I've had a cast over my, not this one I've got on right now. This one's quite small. I've had a bigger one over my hand and just not being able to use that finger. Just, it's ridiculous. I never, didn't know how important that damn finger was, yeah. like the littlest finger, the littlest part of my body. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I just, I made a conscious decision saying that my career outside of wrestling is much more important to me than theatrical fighting. A lot of people hate on me for that because it's like wrestling should be everything, blah, blah, blah. But that never was like that to me. Wrestling was my creative outlet. Wrestling was my, my way to, you know, perform, to put out art. Do you know what I mean? Like, I always wanted to do acting. I wanted to get into theater, but I was just too good of an athlete to ever drop it for that. Do you know what I mean? And then wrestling came along and I got to combine the two. I get to act. I get to um, tell stories. I get to, um, you know, provide feelings to people that they didn't even know it was possible. Do you know what I mean? And being able to do that and combine that with sport was like the perfect combination of extracurricular activity to me, which is why it was so important. But unfortunately that just isn't, important enough to stop myself from developing, you know, starting a career that's going to pay my bills forever and ever. Um, I'm glad that earlier you said that you remember every single match, because I want to try and revisit some of the important moments in your career and, and, and find out how that, what they mean to you and um, what the, the person you shared those moments with means as well. Talk us through your first ever match. I know you hadn't been training long and you were thrown in the deep end. Mm. Uh, my first match was about a month, a month and a half after I started training, which is unrealistic in a lot of standpoints <laughs> now with a lot of wrestling schools. So please, if you're starting out wrestling, you're listening to this, do not think, hey, if Jet did it, I can do it. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah, Jet's a freak. <laughs> Jet is a freak. <laughs> not a, yeah, Jet's a freak. Anyway, so it was an open challenge, a submission match against Gabriel Wolf. Um, Gabby does incredible work very smart very safe and um i was so nervous so so incredibly nervous going into it because it was kind of thrown on me last minute um it was on my 19th birthday as well so i made my debut on my birthday my whole family was there i had 
eight or nine friends there as well. And I remember getting there at like 11.30, like setting up the ring, getting ready. And Gabby was, the show starting at 7.30. Gabby wasn't even there till seven. And I'm like, dude, what's going on here? Like, it's my first match. Why aren't you here? Like, come on, <laughs> give me a break. Like, not only is it like, we can't even work like just a regular, like on the fly, you know, like work a bit of heat, whatever. It's like, this is a submissions match. Like I've got to practice my submission moves. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Uh, this is before like, I kind of piqued my interest in like MMA and stuff like that. So the only submission move I knew was like a wrist wrist lock. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not gonna beat him with a wrist lock. So you never um, know. Uh, yeah, exactly. He might tap straight away. Um, I just remember getting in there. Um, he, he had a, um, a a mic spot, and he's like, "Who are you?" And me just being in the zone, I start talking like, "You know, Gabby, I was like you back in the day. I used to sit in the crowd over there, blah blah blah." So I never said my name. Never ever said my name. So, <laughs> People started chanting blue shorts because I was wearing blue shorts. So like blue shorts, blue shorts, blue shorts. And for like probably like maybe a year, year and a half to two years, mom called me blue shorts. Like just that was just my name. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. And then at the end, I asked Tyson, I asked George, like, oh, what do you guys think? It's like probably too much pandering to the crowd. Like you still got to make it look like a bit of a fight. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, people loved it. What do you mean? But obviously like constructive criticism. I knew it was important to obviously make it look real and, Get, get that fighting aspect to it as well. Um, but yeah, the fact that I was called Blue Shorts for about a month and a half after that by people and like the fact that I had to actually put out a promo saying my name again, like I was just in the zone. I just wanted to start wrestling, man. Like, give me a break. <laughs> it's a good night. It's a great night. That'll be the new name. That'll be the new Blue new shorts. name, yeah. Lucian, when I come back, yeah. If I come back, I shouldn't say when. I shouldn't say when. Under a mask. Under a mask. Yeah. Was there another match you guys wanted to talk about? I thought you only had three some matches. I thought we all would. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I thought you had your list ready. Yeah. No, I don't make lists. You know that. I don't do preparation for interviews. No, that's how it sounded. It seemed to be. I thought that's who. My... My first time seeing you was in Sunbury. I think it was for mm. PPW, uh, yeah. wrestling against Tyson. First time seeing both of you guys. You guys got a lot of buzz out of that match um, on an old Facebook group that is now defunct. <laughs> um, obviously, you guys probably seen that feedback. What was that like? Did that get you guys a bit more notoriety after that match? It was, it was tough. We got both positive and negative feedback a lot of people and like it was 100 correct a lot of people said we just went out there and did spots and that's exactly what we did because from the very very start tyson were like dude we can blow the roof off the place like we've got amazing chemistry like you can you can post me you can lift me like i can do all this high flying stuff it's going to be incredible we went out there and we just did everything everything you can possibly think of and I remember someone's like, oh, they're just like two like Johnny kick pads. Like they don't, they don't have anything. They just do moves. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, isn't that what wrestling is? It's just moves, right? Um, but obviously it's not. Um, but I do remember that match exactly. That that was one of our we had three matches at PPW. Um, one, um, it was a time limit draw. And then we had another time limit draw, but they rang the bell too early. Um, 
and then we yeah, I know it was frustrating. Very, very, very so, like it's so so PPW. Like eight minutes early, like not even like just just Indie a little method. bit. Like I'm talking like I, I was at one show and had a 15 minute time limit and it ran 20 minutes late. So <laughs> I remember know, that. They ran the full one. I remember that. And then the last one was and the last one was the the 20 minute Iron Man match, 20 minute, yeah, 20 minute Iron Man match. And that was great fun. And then we kind of spent a little bit more time in story then and like we drafted it a whole lot and Looking back on it now is one of my favorite matches because it's probably the one of the only like stipulation based matches I've actually really done. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that I got to do it with Tyson um, was fantastic. I loved it. Um, the match that I remember you most for uh, is that M- MCW match yourself, Em and the Kid, and mm. Royce Chambers, that number one title contender match. I think Royce even mentioned it in his first. Uh, in his yeah. speech there to you, that it was his first uh, match at MCW. That was a that was a hot match. It was definitely it's my top three favorites of all time. Um, yeah. Everything just worked. Everything flowed perfectly. It was creative. It was innovative. Um, and for three young people to go out there and like make a a rest like create a wrestling match that was easy to follow and not just get lost in spots. I felt like we did a really good job. Um, Tyson was out of injury at the time. And, and he even told me, like, whoever put that match together, like, you guys did a really, really good job. It was very creative and innovative. And I was like, it was all of us. We just, like, we just clicked. Um, it made everything much easier. And the moment we did that starting spot, which was kind of like a, it was like a movie-esque type, you know, everyone dodging and weaving instead of just, yeah. like, a stare each other down and, like, we're going to wait for one person to roll out or whatever. We did this, like, movie-esque, like, type, fighting scene and the moment we stopped and faced down like faced each other and the crowd erupted we're like we've got him like this is it this is what we want and then bam we just went fire 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 slow slow and then fire 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 straight to the end and like looking back on it now like i have no idea how i didn't gas the absolute shit out of myself but i also got dropped on my head four or five times and obviously those are the gifts that blow up it's never, never anything that i do it's when people do things <laughs> to me um people like me getting dropped on my head apparently um so yeah, that those are the two gifts that like blew up. Um, that both those boys are insanely, insanely talented, um, and just really two really good guys. Do you know what I mean? It makes it so much easier to do business with them when they're just good people. When you don't have to argue about anything, and they understand that like, hey man, like I know this might be the best thing to do, but it's just not something that I would personally do. Like I wouldn't go out there and throw a jumping, I don't know, like bionic elbow. Like I would, I would not do that. Like, let me do my own thing. And they're like, yeah, cool, man. That's fine. Whatever. We'll do it. And it worked. So sometimes if you like what you do, most of the time people like it as well. Had you even met Emin or Royce before that day? Royce, not in person. No, Emin, I had wrestled before. Um, yeah. We had two matches. One was two multi-man matches. One was at a PPW in the shortest ladder match of all time. I was there, um, yep. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was in a five-way, maybe a four-way at NAW. Um, also very quick. It was an opener. We just went balls to the wall. Um, Richie Taylor was in the main as well, um, and he was injured, so he kind of wanted to just save his body a bit because obviously I had to put on like a, a heavyweight title match at the end. So um, we kind of just all protected one another. So I had met Emin a couple of times. Roy's not in person, but we had spoken on you know Twitter and whatnot because we're trying to push for a singles match at PCW for a while, um, which those tweets got a little bit of traction. But like, I just, I, I hate asking for matches over Twitter. Like I kind of want to do it like either in person or like 
you know, over a phone call or whatnot. But like, I didn't want to be that person. Like, hey, book me. Hey, book me. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So um, when when I got the group inbox from set up from MCW, I was like, yes, this is what we want. This is what we want. Hell yeah. And then when it happened, it was just, it was perfect. I think so. Well, I mean, I really enjoyed the match. And I know that obviously most of the crowd did as well. What does it mean for you when you're in that position where these two guys are having their first match at MCW? You know that they're super talented, but back of your mind, you also know that 80% of the crowd don't know who they are. Um, what does it mean to be put in that position to help get those guys introduced to the crowd? Um, in wrestling, we talk a lot about moments, right? So every match was going to have two or three moments rather than an entire 20-minute sequence that people are going to remember. Like when I think about the, the Shawn Michaels um, like Undertaker match at WrestleMania, I don't think about the entire match. I think about the Taker dive. I think about the 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 moonsault into the um, tombstone. Do you know what I mean? Like those moments that you just remember. Each of these people had needed their moment to stand out and let themselves be known to the crowd. Do you know what I mean? I had my moment already planned, which was the win. Like I was already known I was going to win. I was going to go over to the next, the next night. It wasn't up to me to show off and get my shit in. Do you know what I mean? Um, Emmons moment was um, at the very start we had his really quick flurry in and he like showed that he was the quickest out of all of us do you know what I mean he got did this really cool corner combo he gives um, Royce a snap mare he comes in with this big like axe kick to the back of the head bam he fires up look at him go he's you know he's amazing Royce had the ridiculous willy twilly 360 spin over the top rope and everyone's like oh look at this man whatever cool screw you Royce um, so, so those those are their moments and from there on out everyone knew like all right this is emin this is royce we know jet already how are they going to make it click together once we had them with those moments it was just a matter of getting towards a a respectable end where no one looked like they were weak no one looked like they were um being outshined by someone else it was just happened to be me in a, a freak you know a freak way where i do a counter i hit him with this kick over the head uh, my, my foot was injured so I do the, my quick little stunner with one foot one two three that's it do you know what I mean it wasn't like I was burying any of them and by the end of it even if I won I I reckon they probably got more out of it than I did do you know what I mean like I went on to wrestle Danny Psycho in one of my favorite matches of all time as well which was eye-opening for me because not only did I have to work with, a, with an injury before it but I also got to challenge for like a singles title MCW um, against someone who's much, much bigger than me in a match that is much, much slower than what I was used to from the night before. But they had their moment and they stood out more so than me, if, if anything. Like, it wasn't my match. It was theirs. Earlier, in your, you mentioned uh, in 2018, those 56 matches or 60 matches that you did <laughs> in the year. It should be said that 24 of those matches were in one week. Yeah, over at the royal show over in Perth. <laughs> yeah, talk to us about the amount of work that you do in one week over there in that in that period. That must be bloody hard. It's it's definitely something that shocks you straight away. Um, everyone thinks like, oh, you know, four or five minute matches, you know, three times a day, like that's easy. That's 50, that's one long match, but just split in three different sections. But there's also warming up, do the match, cool down. An hour later, warm up, do the match, cool down. And it's not like you do the exact same match every single time. You have three different matches every single day on eight different days. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you just go out there and do the exact same show every day. Like it's it, that, that doesn't exist. So you're constantly, your mind is constantly stimulated. You're thinking about creative ways to get the crowd involved. These aren't wrestling fans. They're 
They're just people at the Royal Show. So you can't go out there busting your balls of moves. You've got to gather them and grasp them in a way that's in a theatrical sense, like sense, not, not just, you know, doing um, satellite DDTs or Phoenix splashes. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of have to go out there and think a little bit harder than just like people out there going to appreciate me for whatever I do anyway. Um, so mentally it was tiring. My body was ruined, ruined by the end of it. It was, I had the most painful massage on that eighth day before we went there. Um, myself, Tyson and Gavin McGavin went to just, just to get a massage, just to kind of relax before we, because it was our final day. And we were flying out that night, early the next morning, sorry. Um, oh, no, it was that night. I can't, remember, I can't remember. But anyway, so we didn't have a lot of time. So we went for the massage and it was the most painful thing I've ever been through in my entire life. My traps were destroyed. My laps were so sore. And my neck, I felt like my neck had like, I don't know, like screws inside them that I couldn't move it without any pain. It was, but it was eye-opening. It was the closest we're going to get to full-time wrestling, like, you know, kind of like WWE through. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, I think we have a lot of that whole week to thank for people realizing who we are. You know, we had people put us over on Twitter. Damien Slater did that. Um, uh, David Storm put a, put out a good word to us at the at FCW, and not long after we had our first match. Do you know what I mean? So um, the fact that we were just able to hang with we we know APW is probably one of the most the, probably the best school in um, in Australia. Do you know what I mean? Like they they rely on their own talent and they put on incredible shows every single month. Um, that is very hard to do. Um, so the fact that we were able to hang hang with those guys and get good positive feedback proved to us that you know we can do this. Like we we're meant to be here. Now, when um, uh, MCW opened up their academy, and then uh, you, you and Tyson went down there, and then eventually you became trainers at the academy. What yeah. was what was that initial the initial thoughts? Yeah, you guys are only young and in the business, but being trainers at a wrestling academy, what was the thoughts around the time? Um, I knew for the fact people are always going to talk shit behind our back. Like, do you know what I mean? We're, we're only three and a half years into it. Like, how can we possibly be coaching other people? But at the same time, Tyson and I have probably spent more money than 95% of people in wrestling to hone our craft. We've flown all over for seminars. We've done seminars with people from all over the world. We've wrestled all over the world. Do you know what I mean? Like these are things that people wouldn't do because they just don't, they can't afford it. I couldn't afford it either, but I wanted to do it because I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. And I genuinely believe to this day, I had a lot to teach whether or not people, you know, implemented that when they wrestle, that's up to them. Like there's no one way in wrestling. And I think that's what Jay probably understood. It's like, these guys have gone through our curriculum from beginner to intermediate to advanced to graduation to wrestling for us. They understand how we like things, how, how we like to do things here. And they're still active in the ring. Do you know what I mean? It's like we we're young. Um, obviously we didn't know we're gonna I'm gonna be retiring this early, but Jay wanted us to develop ourselves both in ring but also in coaching. So as we develop in the ring, we're like, oh, we should be teaching this differently. Then we go back and you know teach it in a specific way. This, this is how this worked. Um, so there's always going to be backlash. I never, never had anything to my face, but like, I know I knew about some stuff um, definitely, uh, but I didn't care. Like I was, I had one of the most, you know, one of the best schools in Australia have faith in me to coach their beginners and, so, and, and their intermediates at one stage as well. And um, that to me showed that they had faith in me and they trusted me and it made me feel like I was 
I was a valid part of that member, a valuable part of the member. A valuable member of the team. Sorry, guys. <laughs> valuable member of the team. Quit. The, please cut that one out. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> um, but you're going to be a teacher. Your career choice is that of a teacher. So how much did your study help you with your coaching and how much do you think your coaching is going to help you down the track? Um, I think it helped a lot. And I think Tyson and I worked really, really well as a team. I did a lot of team teaching. Uh, I find it really easy to break things down to like, minuscule minuscule like steps do you know what i mean um and i think a lot of the beginners appreciated that and like the patience and the way i talk i talk like really fast to you guys i'm sorry but when i explain things i feel like i talk really slow and really like um clear and concise and i get that message across to the point where i can almost explain a drill in like just from start to finish and it makes sense and then tyson being the more like um technical and the more he just like get things physically. Do you know what I mean? Like he would then go out and they kind of show it and then we would brainstorm it together. So we, we team, we worked really well as a team, but um, my through like five years of like, you know, of uni, like you learn a lot about like inclusion and exclusionary inclusion and differentiation. And these are all things that you need to obviously take into account when it comes to wrestling training as well. Just because you have a class of beginners doesn't mean everyone's at the exact same level of that beginning stage. People are able to do all their front rolls, back rolls, you know, shoulder rolls. They can do, you know, front front bumps, flip bumps, whatever. Other people can't even get in the ring just yet. Do you know what I mean? Like that's still, but they're still in the same the same group. So how do you create a class that's valuable and um, teaches and challenges every single pe- person in that group? Which is what I found I was quite good at um, personally. Like that's, you learn that from other trainers as well, but also I find I got a lot of that from my from my degree for sure. Did it re- reaffirm your uh, outside of wrestling uh, career goal to being a teacher? While being a teacher at the academy, you knew this is what you wanted to do yeah. in a real job? Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of the, the ways we explain things in wrestling it could be, can be very primitive, which I struggle with sometimes. Um, I, I'm able to break things down. But when it comes to vocabulary, I think I'm quite, I, especially when I'm explaining things, I feel like I'm quite elaborate and quite um so now now my vocabulary is just shut down so i can't do it now but if anyone's wondering I'm, i want to be a psychology teacher so obviously that's like you know year 11 year 12 17 18 year olds right so these people you can have discussions with and you can have uh confrontations with almost and you know you can bring up points through discussion um which you can't do with like little kids right but a lot of the times you had to kind of conflict those two aspects where it's like these people are 18 to 35 years old but in regards to wrestling, they're only seven years old. Do you know what I mean? So like you kind of have to dumb it down, even though they're adults. And a lot of people think it's condescending, but it's like, you need to get this. Otherwise you will not get wrestling. Um, so it's tough to do. And I can understand why people can't, they're just not cut out for coaching. They could be the best wrestler in the world, but if you can't separate those two, or at least understand how they work together, then you can't, you can't coach. It's uh, it's quite obvious in the ring when you see a doubles combination go in, whether doubles. they're the doubles, sorry, tag team. Did I say doubles? Uh, tag <laughs> I team. Think doubles, 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 doubles. <laughs> tag team, uh, team go into a ring, whether they've got a relationship between the two of them or not. It's quite mm. obvious. And you spoke a lot tonight about we and about yourself and Tyson and how you just work well together. Take us through that relationship. I, I pretty much assume that he's probably your best mate yes aiden and tyson are my best mates um aiden miller is another person that retired this year uh, due to injury and just wanting to get his body right 
Um, but Tyson and I, Tyson was the very first person I ever spoke to about wrestling, independent wrestling. I didn't know, I didn't know it was a thing, didn't know it existed um, up until I saw he posted about it on his Facebook. And I was like, hey man, I'll come check out a show, whatever. And I checked it out, I was like, hey man, I'll come train, like, whatever, I can do this, you know? And then I loved it. Um, so because of that bond, we kind of developed through wrestling, but then it went above, like further than wrestling. Um, constructive criticism and holding each other accountable was very easy to do. Um, if, if I feel like he didn't do something that I like, I'm like, hey, now I just don't think this works. I'm sorry. Um, like you can do it. I just personally, I don't think people liked it as much as you probably like it yourself. And he would be like, thanks for telling me, man. I appreciate that. He can go, he can decide if he wants to do it again. Do you know what I mean? But I've told him that, which a lot of people won't. Uh, and he knows that. And I can do, he did the same thing for me as well. There's plenty of things that I tried and he's like, I just don't think you cut out for that. Like you just got to find something that suits you a bit better. Um, and then obviously having that, a faith in one another makes it much easier to be a tag team. Um, the uh, It's just unfortunate that we never really got like characters with substance that we really got to put our own creative minds into. Um, we, I spent hours and hours and hours in creating a new character characters for us to debut this year. It was meant to be in the last show at MCW. Um, hours of work. Like I'm talking like research on like, how it, you know, how it can be related back to people, um, creating entrance videos, purchasing music rights. Do you know what I mean? Like I did lots and lots of work on this and it's, it's really frustrated me that I can't put that out there. Um, and Tyson was passionate about it. We both, we both had an idea of what we wanted to do. We had a way we're going to introduce the characters, but we never got there. Um, and it's frustrating because I feel like we really could have gotten the best out of us two in that particular you know, instance um so whoever wanted to see the best of the mile high club or the eventual new characters which will be under new name i'm really sorry but it's probably just not going to happen and i'm sorry too because i wanted to see it happen so the new character blue shorts and tyson was going as uh white red, white shorts white shorts okay <laughs> no nah, he doesn't tyson doesn't wear white he's got one <laughs> pair of white trunks and it was very hard to convince him to try white um so red he probably got red shorts to be honest <laughs> Um, what 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 does he mean to you um, in a personal sense <laughs> and in a wrestling sense? Um, it, I think we compliment. I said this already. I think we compliment each other well. I I don't let people walk over me. Um, I'm very confrontational. Someone wants to argue, I'll argue till the ends of the earth. Like absolutely, I, I'll take you on 100. Um, Tyson is very like he's much more reserved and like he um, he kind of just in a good way he takes what he's given. He's he's a professional. Do you know what I mean? So like someone would say like, Hey man, I want you to do this. Even though he hates it, he'll be like, it's wrestling, man. Like wrestling, wrestling comes first. It's the, the business comes first. And that's very, like very professional of him to do. I just, I struggled so much of that. So, so much of that. But I think we kind of kept each other like level-headed. Um, and because of that, we had this amazing wrestling based relationship, but also a friendship um, that I could rely on and kind of just be a voice of reason. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I don't want to go too sobby on this. Like he, like you guys know how much he means to me like as, as a friend. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we're together, we live together. We're together all the time. We have the exact same sense of humor. We have, we have the same friends. We've spent three Christmases together now. Um, do you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's a friendship that exceeds wrestling and exceeds just, you know, seeing each other around. Like we live together because we love one another in like the most uh, heterosexual way possible. 
um do you know what i mean so um yeah i love the dude and like i appreciate him for, for who he is and what he's done for me and what he's like he just means an awful lot nice. you and tyson had a moment in the ring with robbie eagles um yeah. that match must be pretty special too absolutely um it's we were standing at um, another show getting ready for our match there when the group chat was created. Um, and we're just like, what's this? And like, you know, when you create a group chat on Facebook, before you even say yeah. anything, it just says a new group has been created. And I'm seeing the people in it. I'm like, oh, it must, you know, it could be a seminar or whatever, you know, I'm like maybe we're just being invited to the seminar. Then this whole match where the narrative came up, we're like, what's Tarsini reading this? He's like, yeah, man, I'm like, this is insane. So we're like all chuckles and smiles all day long because we're about to have this tag match at another like promotion. But all we're thinking about is the fact that we're finally being invited to the Thornbury Theatre to make our debut against one another and with Robbie being there as well. Like that is insane. Like almost the perfect debut to a company you can probably think of. Um, I remember the crowd starting to chant, let's go Tyson. And I was like, damn it. Like, why did I like you more? But then the <laughs> but then the let's go jet came in as well. I'm like, ah, right, that's fine. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. <laughs> and then um, you know, the um Robbie grabbed the mic and he spoke a bit. Um, and obviously it was all to kind of put over the academy because that's really what the match was for to showcase what the graduates of the academy was. But look, Tars and I were we were looking way past that. We deserve to be there, 100 percent Whether or not we were just Jet and Tyson or Jet Rook and Tyson back, so we deserve to be there and we still deserve to be there. Um, so the fact that he said those words, even though he was asked to, I felt like he really meant it. Um, and the crowd responded really well to it. I've got a screen grab on my phone to this day where people are chanting, um, you know, let's go Tyson, let's go jet. And like, just thinking about it gives me goosebumps. Like is incredible. One of my favorite moments of all time. The life for Jet Ruka may have finished in the ring. Is there life for Jet Ruka outside of the ring? I haven't even thought about it. No, it's a lot of frustration has got into the last couple of months to get these characters out there. Um, I've had my own personal, like, um, like singles character in mind as well, which I've brainstormed. Like you can ask Joel Bateman, like how extensive my research was in regards to like what I wanted to do for this character. Uh, I've put a lot, a lot, a lot of effort into understanding who I am better as a person um, I've said this before in many podcasts. I am the most competitive person you will ever meet. And I'm the most competitive person that I know. Um, and in a, a sport where com competition really isn't the main driving force, it's very hard to express yourself in that aspect. Um, so I had to find a way to keep myself entertained and keep myself driven in, a, like in another way, which was finding a character that suits me and is me, but just blown up to be made into like, um, a theatrical performance so um the fact that i didn't get to do those has kind of put me off wrestling um it's like i love wrestling i love independent wrestling i love wrestlers like they're all incredible people incredible athletes but um the fact that i just can't go out there and like i never got to go out there and do something that i really really love it's just kind of put me off a little bit so um and i mean this in the nicest way possible like yeah. i'm not going to shit on anyone do you know what i mean like I just, I think I just need a break from it. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I've been, I haven't even touched my Jet Ruka Instagram on my Facebook page since I posted it. Do you know what I mean? Like um, I read the comments obviously when I announced the retirement, but I'm just trying to stay away from that right now because I know I'm quite content right now with the, the announcement going live. At the moment, people start wrestling around me and Tyson starts tanning on Friday nights before the show. Like I'm just going to, I'll be bawling my eyes out. Do you know what I mean? Like 
And I feel like if I'm going to keep myself in that situation, but I can't physically perform, I'll just, I'll be killing myself from the inside out. Just come write yourself off with me. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll, Sounds good. I'll, dri- I'll, I'll drive everyone home. That'll work. What about other creative outlets? Obviously, we can tell you, you're so creative, yo. All that backstory work on the new characters and stuff. Have you got an idea where you want to focus that energy away uh, from wrestling? It's right now. My my main goal is to move into state. I want to move close to my family in Queensland. Um, so I'm trying to look for jobs over there. I haven't even looked at like I've had to give up sport as well. I just started playing American football as well, which I've had to quit now because of my finger, which was going to be my my competitive outlet. Do you know what I mean? Like where I was going to be competitive and just smash the shit out of people because that's what I love doing. Um, creative outlet like I just don't really know what's on offer um, right now especially with COVID do you know what I mean like there's no such thing as you know acting or you know like open mic nights there's no such thing as um, slam poetry do you know what I mean like there's, there's, those opportunities aren't there right now so um, but I have doubled a lot in with video editing so um, I'm going to try and stick away from like stay away from doing like entrance videos because once again like my fear of missing out is just going to kill me um, but it, like I've done a couple of ads for like sporting clubs to find new coaches and stuff like that. So um, that's kept me quite entertained, like on the side as well. Um, I did a bit of Photoshop for a while as well. So I can always do like designs for people, not like to the extent of JXC and stuff like that. I'm kind of still learning. Do you know what I mean? Um, but also like I play guitar. Um, I've wanted to record a bit of music uh, recently. Um, like like mental health is a huge thing and I find it really, really hard to talk about my feelings. Um, I'm very reserved and very closed off when it comes to just kind of letting it out, but I find singing about it and writing music makes it much easier. Um, I would never release a song, do you know what I mean? But it's like the fact that I'm putting it into like almost like a poetic structure where it's, you know, things are rhyming with one another. It makes you think above and beyond of what you really mean and like how it can relate to other things. Um, so that's a creative outlet I've really enjoyed um, in the last couple of weeks as well, which is why the guitar's right here behind me, as you can guys can tell right now. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, what 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 was harder, telling Tyson that you're retiring or telling him that you're planning on moving into state? Um, we'll go with you. Uh, so <laughs> I told him. I'm trying to think, um, I messaged him on on facebook when it first happened and he's like oh you've been like just done for now or done for good and i was like done for good man um and he replied uh, his reply was literally saying that's so shit literally the worst way to go out because like i knew i was going to see him at the end of the day like i didn't expect like a massive paragraph do you know what i mean but like he uh, acknowledged and understood that it's literally the worst way to possibly go out with a niggling little injury on a finger, do you know what I mean? Like out of all things, it's not even a broken neck or a broken face. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing cool to tell someone. Um, but you've had all it, those injuries as well, so. Yes. <laughs> that's why I said both of those, yeah. Um, and in regards to moving into state, that's, it's, it's been a while. It's been coming a while. Like I've been thinking about it for a while and it wasn't until I was driving home from breaking my finger at football training that I called my parents and I was like, my, my fingers, I'm, my fingers broken. Like it's messed up. Like I can't wrestle. I can't play football. My dad just asked me like, what's still there for you? Like why, why, why are you still in Melbourne? And the reason I stayed back was because of wrestling because of sport. And I don't have any of that anymore. So um, 
it's it's sad to say like i'm not leaving because i'm running away from anything like i just i need a fresh start i was meant to move to england at the end of this year um so that was big goals that i had as well to you know start a new life over there but then covid ruined that i had my visa set up and everything like i was gonna go do you know what i mean um and then those, those plans went away um and then i just thought to myself why wait in lockdowns for two years when i can at least have somewhat of a you know a a free lifestyle over there and then go from there. Do you know what I mean? And it sounds selfish. I'm really sorry for anyone who's stuck in Melbourne right now. And like, you've got a career here and you can't really go anywhere. Um, and it sounds really selfish. And I told these boys as well, but it's like, I really just need to do this myself. Like, I feel like my life has stagnated over the last 18 months with injuries and with COVID. And just when I thought I was getting back on my feet, this happened and now I've had to give up three of the, my, the most important things in my entire life. Um, and if I don't do something right now, I just feel like I'm just going to te- deteriorate and just fall off the face of the earth. And I need to do this myself. Well, mate, I can assure you from the three of us that we know that whatever you do in the future, it'll be done perfectly and precisely, and it'll be absolutely right for you, mate. Congratulations, as we said, on uh, the, the career that you have had as a wrestler. And we wish you all the best as your career as a teacher and just a career of being a good bloke. For your future, mate. Really yeah, we, we consider you. A, we consider you a friend of ours, not just through wrestling. Yeah, like definitely. we get along outside of wrestling as well. And yeah, um, I'm excited to see what you do moving forward with every part of your life. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm yeah, excited just, to know that we've got somewhere to start up in Queensland when we go there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, How good. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I've rambled an awful lot tonight. I'm really sorry. Like, I. A lot of things coming out at once, things you guys probably didn't think was coming out, like the moving and stuff like that. Um, but thank you so much for getting that little snippets of, like the snippets at the start together. Like um, probably gonna listen back to it and just start crying again. Um, but yeah, if whoever's listening, even if no one's listening, like I've someone ever... better be bloody listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should be, be listening. That'll be I should be listening. Yeah, I I've enjoyed every single moment I've had in wrestling. I've enjoyed the early morning flights to other states. I've enjoyed watching my friends exceed me in what you know, like just getting better than me and like having to chase them up again. I've enjoyed every single bit of frustration you know that's come along with it. Um, it's very sad that I've had to throw not throw this away. I shouldn't say those words, but. It's been the, the toughest 10 days of my entire life. Um, and the fact that you guys are still willing to chat to me about it and, like, I don't want to stay – I don't want to be irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that would be the worst thing. I felt like I've put a lot of work into wrestling. I've put a lot into it to just not be forgotten. Um, whether that happens is not up to me. But, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this. But just thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And if I'm ever back in the wrestling ring um, – Hopefully it's an extensive and more like perfectly researched character that you guys can all love or or hate. I'm not sure, but I guarantee you I will not step back into that ring if I'm not 100% into it and I'll put everything I've got into it. And we do know that the uh, new character's finishing move is going to be a spear tackle. Which yeah, 100%. Something, yeah, something it's going to be like on. So we, an, we got an that. <laughs> Good on yeah. you, mate. Thanks, Jet. Really appreciate your time. Once again, congratulations, buddy, and all the best for the future. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Jet Ruka joining us here on the Turnbuckle.
part two of On the Turnbuckle coming your way. Tanahashi's music coming in uh, for the second segment there. And also coming in for the second segment, we say day to our old mate Jules. Hello, Jules. Hey, what's the story? How are you going? Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. Very well. Uh, been plenty happening in the world of wrestling. And guys, I was, uh, well, I don't know whether I was torn or whether I was happy for Indy Hartwell and the fact that she uh, has got engaged. On her birthday. On her birthday. It's happy That's birthday, impressive. definitely. It was beautifully done. Definitely. Definitely. And he said yes. And he, well, well, he did he just sort of nodded his head. He, there was no words, actually. Well, you know. And it wasn't as if she even, was... it wasn't as if she said, would you marry me? It was just she got down on the knees and. Well, she had a ring out on, the, on her knees. Like, yeah. that tends to say, will you marry me? Bit hard so you to give a flat out no on her birthday while she's proposing as well. So you don't need words in this situation. That's what you're saying, Walshy. No, just that magical look, that gleam in yeah. the eye. No, she definitely had that. It all. Um, I'm a little bit concerned because I don't. I'm, Dexter Loomis is a bit of a creep, to be honest. Um, a beast of a creep. Yeah, yeah. he's a lot of maybe. A creep. Maybe she's trying to out creep him. Go the other reverse psychology creep. Well, that's great news for Indy Hartwell, and uh, hopefully it helps uh, project her career or something. I don't well, know. she um, she's still getting good pops during that match, so she's over yeah. with the NXT yeah. crowd. Um, so that's uh, like she was over as a heel, now she's over as a babyface. So that character is something that is like there's not much working on NXT TV at the moment, but her character is something that actually is. Yeah, she's got a. Uh, charisma that works. She, um, my favorite wrestler, re- re- resonates with the crowd and the comedy stuff. She's got great comedic timing, so yeah, I think it works. It works for Hindi, that's for sure. Uh, let's move on, guys. Uh, resurgence, New Japan Wrestling. What'd you think? I thought it was a it was a really good show, other than a couple of technical issues on the Fight TV app, which. New Japan, every time they run in the US, seem to have, but they fix them up. Um, yeah, Tanahashi winning the US title from Lance Archer. I still think Tanahashi is one of the best baby faces in peril. I just love him fighting from underneath against the monster. Um, yeah, Moxley and his uh, surprise partner, Nagata. That was always, that was fun against the Good Brothers. Um, Will Ospreay showing up as a surprise, um, which was good. And he made some valid points, I feel, about him having the title stripped and Moxley not having his title stripped when he didn't defend it for over a year. Um, what were your thoughts on Will Ospreay showing up, Jules? Oh, look, I thought, first of all, he's leaning into himself as a, as a real Essex prick uh, very, very well. So I think that, that's a, a tremendous... Um, improvement. So, you know, when when Will Ospreay was winning junior super uh, junior heavyweight title um, and such a baby face, never thought that he had this in in him at all. So I thought that was amazing. Um, I have to say, talking about Tanahashi as well, nobody finishes a match and finishes a show like Tanahashi um, for sure. He, he he sent the crowd home beautifully. Yeah. Um, but some of the things that, that I, I really enjoyed about it is the um, the multi mans as well. Um, you know, and things like some people are, are sleeping on Hikaleo. I think Hikaleo is a monster. He's got the DNA. 
Um, he's got a super smooth snap power bomb, which always pops me. Um, so a lot of the guys on there uh, on the undercard and, and overall, I just thought good promos, really good storyline advancement. I don't really watch strong, but you could really see the the blending in with the with the new Japan way that's going uh, over in Japan, uh, and of course the title change at the end. Yeah. Well, what what about uh, seeing Shibata come out? Did that just see just seeing that he's in a pair of tracksuit pants and runners, and he's still there's a weird charisma that he has. It's an aura about him. And he said two words. Just right, come with me. Much or... like, that's much like me when I go down the shops on a Sunday in my tracksuit pants and runners. And you don't talk to people either. Um, yeah, he's like seeing that, you know. Uh, yeah, he said, yeah, just come with me. And the crowd lost their minds. So, yeah, I always love seeing Shibata out there. That's for sure. Some people just have that. I think as a crowd who sometimes, you know, haven't been watching New Japan for a lot of years, even if you uh, don't, if you've never seen Shibata wrestle and have only got into it since the, you know, the big Bullet Club Elite kind of stuff, um, even then that that presence was clear in that in that crowd for sure. Moving on, boys. Uh, Rev Pro, what do you got to tell us about that? Oh look, I think it. I think it probably really leads on nicely from from Osprey's current position, where you know it wasn't long ago he said he's, he's the British wrestler of all time. Um, oh, he's arguably... no big daddy. He's no big daddy. <laughs> well, he's, he's no giant haystacks either. But one thing I did like about giant haystacks though, because he's he's a big fellow, right? But um, you know, when you have, when you're doing your wellness test, you're not going to find a needle in him, are you? <laughs> no. no, I was a big I was fan. Of Lock- a big Mason, I was more Mason of a Loch Ness Ryan's fan. fan. Loch Ness, yeah, Loch Ness. But it, it, it is an interesting point, though. When you had Drew McIntyre was WWE champ, you got Nick Aldis, um, NWA champ. You had Will Ospreay as, as well. He st- still thinks he is the world heavyweight champ. Um, it, it's hard to say if if he's not the best. Um, wrestler in the British wrestler of all time who is um, and that's what's really interesting about this match coming up this weekend against Doug Williams um, because you know Doug Williams is um, probably the biggest British legend in wrestling um, so if he gets the the win for the and retains his title his British heavyweight title against Doug Williams it's hard to have an argument against him I mean is there anybody else that you think of who is you know a better um, or more decorated world champion as a British wrestler there's a name that we're losing to the like. I reckon in about twenty years, we're not going to have any Dugs. We have no Dugs and no Kevins. Sad day for names, really. Uh, Australia might have a couple of Kevs, like a big Kev, but they'll all be well. He's dead. Eight, 80, 80 or ninety years old. Um, big Kev's dead. So you, no, you reckon saying, we might no, be? I'm saying, no, I'm not saying the person, Big Kev. I'm just saying the nickname. You reckon we might be Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the, the second best. biggest pop you've got out of us tonight, Tony. I reckon that's the best joke you've ever made on this podcast deliberately. <laughs> How long since Welshy said Doug were you 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 were waiting? You were waiting for that pause. It came into the head within three seconds, and I was just <laughs> waiting for the turn. As soon as you hear the name Doug, it always goes to that joke. Yeah, and exactly. how can you get it in there? Uh, I like it. But you know, the Aussie Open have got a big match on uh, on the weekend as well. So it's yeah, good, good to see Rip Pro back. 
yeah young guns are up and coming as well they they are shit hot so I, I would definitely say worth worth checking out there's probably out of eight matches on that card i reckon there's there's five absolute bangers in there are they running the night after as well yeah they're moving on um they've got a pretty regular schedule they're moving on to brighton i think um portsmouth i think yeah oh awesome AEW Rampage. Oh, this is perfect for Australian wrestling fans to watch on the Fire TV app. Pay no extra for AEW Dynamite. This comes with the same package and it starts at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Oh, please. It's not good for Tony. It's not good for Tony yet. Um, it clashes with the only wrestling he watches each week. 205 Live, and I've got my report coming up soon. <laughs> Yeah, that's coming up soon. <laughs> on, but, uh, on a fantastic uh, turnaround of form for the Aussie boys. Hang on, this, this is eight. You've got your segment coming up. Oh, yeah, sorry. Relax. This is, um, it's, as an hour wrestling show, it's probably the one of the best paced shows I've seen in a long time. I, I actually didn't know it was only an hour going into the show. So when they came back from the last commercial break and said they were heading to the main event, of Britt Baker and Red Velvet. I was like, oh, it's a weird match placement in the middle of the show. Um, that's how well the time flew. Uh, really good. Two really good matches and the Miro and uh, Fergo match was, you know, basically a squash, which had a nice ending when Sammy came out and gave uh, him the AEW contract. So, you know, making wrestling fans happy, having nice moments like that. Christian winning the TNA and Impact title of Kenny Omega. Um, so that's good. So, you know, spent time in TNA. He won the NWA title when he was there last time. So it's nice that he's got the other two belts and it's Christian in the ring. Um, you know, so you know it's going to deliver uh, across the ring with um, Kenny Omega. And this has actually got me more excited for their pay-per-view match for the AEW title. Seeing what they can do in a ring Knowing that they've got a bigger match at a pay-per-view, I think they can go another couple of steps. Tony's actually watched more wrestling than me this week. Yeah, well. <laughs> and, and and Jamie Hayter returned to AEW yeah, that, as well. So you had surprise, and yet so you had surprises. So can then two really good matches, a good squash match with a nice a nice um, you know contract. Uh, unveiling at the end and a, and a surprise return. So in an hour of wrestling, great show, and, top to bottom. And the breaking news coming out of the WWE this week is that they allowed all of their uh, staff to keep their jobs. Well, I think the janitor got, got his marching oh, orders. Yeah. No one had to go. i tell you what I was interested in reading, though, from the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter was the, uh, the fact that Vince McMahon saw Bronson Reed in his trials. And the reason why it's understood why Bronson Reed was let go from the WWE was that Vince didn't believe he was going to make it to the main roster. So his words after that were, well, if he's, going to, if he's not going to make it to the main roster, why hold him? So he was part put as part of that uh, group of NXT. It sort of makes a little bit of sense. In Vince's world, that makes sense. And... Do you want to just be a warehouse wrestler if Vince isn't going to allow you to go above a certain level? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, that, it's interesting though. Where does that leave guys who've been NXT lifers like um, Adam Cole? No, Adam Cole. I mean, he hasn't got a contract at the moment, but 
he'll go to the main roster if they want him. If he stays, he'll go to the main roster. But like Gargano and um, Champa, who've been kind of lifers in NXT, does that mean they have to go up or leave? Because Tommaso Champa is not going to go to the main roster. He doesn't want to. No. Yeah. But yeah. what it could mean is that our very own Grayson Waller from Sydney, Australia, from Summer could Bay, be, could be seen as a very big uh, main eventer coming up soon in on the main roster after his fantastic defeat of Vikram and Giro. Giro undefeated in 205 Live since he started on the brand. And, of course, as we know, Grayson has lost his last four events. It was a turn of event that no one saw coming. The boy in the jacket, that Giro, I don't know how he fights in that jacket. Giro just absolutely got me buggered. But anyway, Grayson Waller got him uh, at the back and it was a good win to him. So Grayson so gets that, back in the winner's circle. I got some questions, Tony. Was that the yeah. main event or was that the opening match? Uh, it was the semi-main. Was it the it was semi-main? semi-main? But as we said, he's Not always either match. in the semi-main or the main, which is fantastic for Grayson. <laughs> They're booking him really well. <laughs> he's right at the top of the card. Um, uh, I don't know, I don't know, Tony. If you start watching like, it, they might. How many? I've heard they're going to start booking heavier wrestlers on Two Hundred Five Live. Um, are they going to change the name of the show? Or uh, it's got branding oh, appeal. Go you can't change the name. If, they, if what it's it, any heavier. Yeah. What, what are we going to call it? Tony's Three Hundred Five Review. That doesn't sound good. Well, it's yeah, not no. live. Is it live? Do they actually no. play it live? <laughs> It is so it's two hundred five it? tapes. It's it's no, recorded it's live. It's recorded live. So technically, seriously, I thought it was live. <laughs> no. oh, surely not, Tone. But so you, are you you loading up the WWE network a couple of minutes before every time? Yeah. They upload it to the network. <laughs> well, are the other events live, like Raw and SmackDown and stuff? Yes. Not on the network. Yeah, they are. No. No? No. Not on the no. network then. I think it's only Fox a pay is, it, is it still on Fox 8 or KO here? No, oh, okay. Yeah. Fox 8. It's been a while. It's been a while. Anyway. Uh, moving Good on. Review, though, Tony. They've Good just review. Signed I know what will be live on Sunday. I know what will be live on Sunday morning our time, and that'll be SummerSlam. Yes. Um, what, has, anyone seen, has anyone seen the card? Oh, yeah. You got Roman versus yeah. Cena. Yeah, that's, that's I've seen that. That's it. Uh, Lashley versus Old uh, Goldberg. Oh, uh, they're still over. advertising Bianca versus Sasha. Can we can we take it? Can we take bets now COVID? on how long? Can we take? I don't bets? think that match is happening. Can we take COVID, bets now on how long Lashley and Goldberg goes for? It'll be th- right. it'll be. Th- are we including the entrance? Uh, including the entrance, I'm reckoning six minutes thirty-two. That's yeah, that'd be about right. That's a bit harsh. I'm looking for a twenty-seven to twenty-eight minute. <laughs> Broadway. Um, yeah, this is going to be a work rate match. Goldberg is going to be showing what WCW failed to show that he's got he's got gas. He's got gas tank. Don't worry about that. He's there doing I think is this run because his son's old enough to actually watch him. Well his son looks like he could actually should second. actually be in the ring ahead of Goldberg. Well, that's why Goldberg is still on good terms with WWE. He wants his son to be warehoused. I mean, signed contract. When he gets a little bit bigger, um, so Edge versus getting... Christian, uh, Edge versus Seth is on the card. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm still stumped that Bianca and Sasha are still getting uh, advertised. That doesn't seem like I mean, it's, it's not happen. confirmed that they've got COVID. 
yeah, just haven't been around. Maybe they'll fight. Maybe they'll wrestle in masks. Maybe it'll be a cinematic match. Social distancing match. Maybe they're quarantining together and have one referee and they film it that way. So they'll be in a bubble. They'll wrestle in a bubble. Yes, I like it, Tony. Yeah. Not the Thunder Dome in no, a no, bubble. The Thunder Bubble. This will be live. This will be live to tape in the live pay per view, Tony. Yeah, I'm liking it. This uh, episode's the shits. The, the reason why SummerSlam is on Sunday is because NXT Takeover, I presume, is on Monday. I don't think that's the reason. I don't think <laughs> NXT Takeover is bump SummerSlam, <laughs> one of the original big four. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I have no idea what the reason is, though. It's um, there is there is, is a is reason. Strange. There is a reason that some. I'm sure there have. is. I can't remember what it was. It's probably it's some Monday scheduling. public holiday or something. Maybe. That's nah, a scheduling thing. WWE. Well, so actually, it's Monday would be Sunday, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. But this card on paper looks really good. I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with the Cincinnati Open being on. In I doubt it. But um, what's the what's the deal with um, Drew Hudson not winning? Um, through to the finals, like Vince hates Australia. Maybe he needs hates Australia. Has he tried to Back name to Tony? Well, he's had six now in the last two years. So Tony cool. Modra didn't last long. Clive no. Waterhouse, that's the one. Clive Waterhouse, that's the one. Or Kevin, where's, or where's Doug. Coastal Freya? West uh, Frio. 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 Just yeah. kicking bombs from 55 metres yeah. out. That hair flowing. But Frio taking a 25-year-old with the number one draft pick was always going to be riddled, fraught with danger as a tactic. <laughs> He's still a cult hero 25 years later. And, Jules, uh, thoughts on Clive Waterhouse? Yeah, I've got loads of them, but I don't think we've got time. <laughs> no, we'd have it fair enough. We'll bump that right. to next week. He played for like Stoke City in like the seventies, right? Yeah. <laughs> he looked he looked like he did. Yeah, he definitely looked like he was from in the stands. Let's finish off with uh, DDT Peter Pan. Yeah, look, that that's going to be an, an absolute stormer. As as we said before, they've got a proper explosive death match. Um, and if you saw the uh, the stuff on YouTube, um, is Maki that... Ito having a death match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's in the uh, the multi-person death match with um, Onita, with um, the boss, Sanchero Takagi. Um, and yeah, they've shown some footage of some testing in the, in the car park of them using the, the barbed wire exploding uh, baseball bat. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute corker, uh, as well as three title matches as well. So yeah, I think it's definitely going to be worth a look. It's definitely the most it's insane. Always fun. The most Always. insane night day of wrestling in the calendar year, that's for sure. I've got an exploding baseball bat. Tony, <laughs> it's not a it's not a visual medium. Oh. Yeah. I, I, yep. I know you wanted to finish with um DDT Peter Pan, but I want to finish with the television show that's just debuted on Stan. Eels. No, Heels. Oh. You said you watched no wrestling this week. Uh, well, she but there was a couple of matches on that TV show. Yes, but they were. It was a TV show. How um, good is a, a, an actual wrestling TV show being treated as serious drama? Well, television? I want to. And I'm hot. Yeah, there was one inconsistency that made it the two that made it not seem a little bit real to me. Like they were talking about how much they were struggling, but those stands were full. 
Yeah. Those lines, um, the lines to the wrestlers in the car. Well, that's the other one. So when I saw the fans lining up to meet the wrestlers and the male wrestler came out and the fans were then excited, my experience is that the fans will lurch onto the young poor valet and make her feel unsafe. Like, <laughs> it wasn't the true experience. Yeah. But it is a good show. It's a really good show. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward great. to it. Good, good surprise finish in there as well for wrestling fans. Um, shocking finish. So yeah. It's like uh, a little bit uh, uh, Jeff Hardy and, and Sting in and, and TNA. That was a, a bit of a shocker. But um, <laughs> I have to say... I actually watched that during the week. <laughs> well, we all did because Jules put it on his um, Twitter account. So <laughs> Great match. But the big pop for me, the, the little Easter egg for me, was their rival company in heels, uh, their promo package. Um, had him had like footage of Abyss and Samoa Joe from TNA. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> and he's um, such a good, a good uh, smarmy uh, wrestling carny, the the uh, antagonist of the show. I do feel like um, with that ending, it sort of made you because it was a, it was a long episode, um, but as a standalone episode, it was excellent because it had three act structure, had a clear character development within one episode and then at the end you were desperate to see more so um yeah like really happy with that show much better than i thought it would be tony you should watch it i'm no i will i definitely will i was going to wait for lockdown seven but that'll only be next week so i might as well didn't aren't you halfway through the first season of the big show show you're waiting for that no no, i finished (laughs) that oh you finished that did you watch the christmas special of that and and so did the company that made it. They finished it as well. <laughs> did, did you watch the Did you watch the Christmas special? I did. Sadly, so did I. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I couldn't make it past the first episode. I just, oh. oh, you missed you missed out on Mark Henry and Mick Foley. No, no, definitely cameos. got better. I see Mark Henry on AEW every week, so that's good enough for me. Uh, yeah, like one of ten commentators. Well. I sh- that was in my notes. That was the only negative on the show, having four guys speaking over each Chris other. Chris Jericho was the negative, yeah. Chris Jericho is good when he comes on commentary in a guest spot to further his angle or storyline or his faction's storyline. Um, but, yeah, his whole show, he must have got the call for the main event to, hey, quieten down a little bit because <laughs> he was yeah, very good in the main event. But, yeah, Mark Henry had some really good thoughts on wrestling and if he's allowed to get a word in and not spoken over, I think he's going to be really good. Is he um, still threatening to split wigs at all or is he? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, well, he, he could have. I just couldn't hear him over Chris Jericho. <laughs> he may have said it a couple of times. Um, Coming up this weekend, only one promotion that we know of, and that is RCW with the devil, you know, in Fullerton. That's on Sunday the 22nd of August. So if you want to watch some wrestling, you might as well watch something in the Australian Wrestling Network. That'll be a great place to get your Yeah, get on the Australian Wrestling Network and uh, watch some Jet Broker matches. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Hey, boys, it was lovely to have uh, that exclusive with Jet, the only podcast that he's spoken to uh, since his retirement. And I believe that next week we might also have an exclusive. We have the IWGP. Super, uh, junior heavyweight champion, the first Australian ever to win that title. Close that? personal friend of the family or of my partner. Robbie! Um, Robbie Eagles. 
Fantastic. Looking forward to that. Yeah, Looking another exclusive uh, on Australian podcasting. <laughs> I really look forward to you chatting with Robbie uh, next week. Tony. No, I'm looking Tony. forward to being oh, a part of it as well. Yeah, you got a quirky I relationship. Love Robbie. He's fantastic. Tom and Robbie, they go way back. To, uh, <laughs> yeah. to Tom. Uh, my favourite is Tony um, asking some random dude whose last name was Eagles if he was Robbie's brother. He was a baseball coach at a junior tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you got the same name. I thought you might have been. Well, how was I to know that the other guy was faking it? Uh, <laughs> I'm, we're just happy you got the Eagles name right. What that a, guy what in baseball could have just had a totally name, different name. His name wasn't – this guy's name wasn't even Gary Eagles. It was Gary Hawk. Tony <laughs> just got the wrong bird. What a, what a mark changing his name to the surname of a, a great Australian wrestler. More are going to do it now that he's won well, that I'm title. sure they will. And we'll find out why next week. Boys, catch you then. And thank you for joining us too right here on the Turnbuckle.